welcome to Friday Treats. Actually, the Sparkle Tips and Tricks and Treats format is a bit muddled this week, and if I was very clever, I would spin that as a choice that I've made to make this more like a hybrid mix of bites. I mean, the reality is that I'm just in a bit of a muddle whilst I get back into my stride. But isn't that part of the problem? We've all got quite used to muddling through over the past 18 months and we probably still feel like we're muddling through as we get used to the new normal. It feels as though there's hardly been time to draw breath and make plans and suddenly we're catapulted into a whole different way of doing things. In fact, any plans that we are making are done with that underlying sense that everything could change at a moment's notice. It's difficult. So, assuming that you've been listening to the last episode and clarified who your audience is, let's think about how best to make hybrid communication work. I'm using the word audience. You need to translate that into your context, your congregation, your supporters, so on. And by hybrid, I mean a combination of in-person and digital communication. I think the first step is to clarify who your primary audience is. Most likely, that's going to be the people in the same room. They're the ones, after all, who are eyeballing you. So your main focus will be on them. Surely, communicating with them is straightforward, right? It's no different to how you were doing it in February 2020. Except February 2020 is a long time ago now and we, communicators and audience alike, have been through some seismic changes since then. Just as you feel a bit rusty about standing in front of them, they will feel equally rusty about sitting and listening. So all that stuff you've learned about attention spans and keeping your content tight and focused during lockdown is still really important. In addition to planning what you'll see, keep in mind that many folk will still feel a level of anxiety about being out in public and that many of them will have had to work quite hard to stay in that place of active participation when they were slumped on their sofas or doing the ironing. So instead of berating people for their inattentiveness, pay attention to creating a safe, warm, relaxed atmosphere and ease people back into engagement. Last week, someone said to me, I wish I could take my knitting to church. It really helps me concentrate on what's being said. Now, I don't think anyone in our church would bat an eyelid or drop a stitch if she did that, but somehow she felt she couldn't. Perhaps we need to explicitly say that taking notes or doodling or knitting or solving the Rubik's Cube is perfectly acceptable audience behaviour. Over the weeks to come, I think we'll also need to create space for people to share their stories of how the past months have affected them and find ways to lament the losses and celebrate the good. More on some of that in a future episode. And finally, on the primary in-person topic, have a bit of grace for yourself. You may well feel surprisingly out of practice and anxious. That is okay. You are out of practice. And there's probably a fair amount of underlying anxiety kicking around in all of us. Give yourself time to rediscover how you communicate in person. Again, more on that later in the season. So you've done some thinking about your primary audience. What about the people who are tuning in online? I've covered some of this in previous episodes, but you can do a lot during a live stream or a recorded service to make sure that people not in the room feel included in what's going on. So looks to the camera, specific mentions of them, reference to any comments in the live stream chat, offering an option for people who are on their own when you're looking for participation and so on. Particularly in live streams, I think that having a dedicated person to lead the chat can be helpful. They can keep an eye on comments, they can respond in real time and they can keep the chat going if necessary. In church terms, that feels like a whole new ministry opportunity, particularly when you're joined by people online who have not connected with you before and who may live in another town or even another country. It's Bob from Saskatchewan again. Finding a couple of volunteers who have the role of being online pastoral workers could be really helpful. So they could do a bit of follow-up, they could connect Bob with a more local expression of, of church, or they could even plug him into online alpha or small group if you're opting to do that. 
Depending on who you've decided your people are, you'll probably also want to encourage people back into the in-person meeting where possible. So that means you don't want your digital output to be so good that everyone will opt to stay at home painting their nails in their pyjamas. Be a bit smart. Make the in-person so attractive that you get people digging out their best masks and hot-footing it back to the building. That's it for today. Have a great weekend. See you on Monday for some non-muddled sparkle. Foolproof Bites is written, edited and produced by Fiona Stewart for Foolproof Creative Arts. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and review so other people can join the foolish fun. <laughs>